Hey fadies, this is chapter 6, episode 12 of The Fate of Ison. Thanks for joining us. The world of Ison is in more and more danger every day, and I'm stoked that we get to share the adventure with all of you. If you want to reach out to us on social media, please feel free to do that. We are at Fate of Ison on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. Or you can email fateofison at gmail.com if that's how you boogie. And while you're at it, how about dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, or wherever. We love getting those. Seriously, the morale boost is awesome. And it helps new listeners find out about how wholesome and charming we are. Yeah. Anyway, please uh, do that if you haven't already. In this episode, we are joined once again by our very good friend Waffles from the Waffles and Mario Talk About Things podcast. His druid character, Cool Beans slash Hot Beans slash Druid, has been a very welcome ally to the Squadeth in these troubling times. Okay, everybody, let's jump in the recap machine. Last time, Marley, Arcus, and Drew defeated Frosty the Ancient White Dragon in Stonewall's city center. The Kiori mousefolk began dismantling the gargantuan-scaled menace, using its body for food and materials. The Kiori leaders brokered a peace treaty with Queen Shan, before our heroes retired for a well-deserved rest at the Craft Tavern. Let's Iconic. have a pretty chill-ish session because my brain can't handle more than that. <laughs> and so, I've got a... Yeah, so uh, where we left it last time is you had just fought Frosty the Dragon in the uh, city square of Stonemore, and then you... Frosty uh, so... the Dragon in the city <laughs> of Stonemore. I'm then, sorry, and... I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said just then Arkin? Frosty the Dragoon, <laughs> the dragoon. Yeah. Um, um, and then sort of an uh, army that's stupid don't call it that <laughs> an army of Kiori sort of cordoned off the area and after a time uh, Queen Shan and a royal procession came to the site and a meeting was arranged between the Kiori leaders and the Stonemore leaders so sort of that that diplomatic mission of opening the door for peace between Banfor City and Stonemore was 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 done case closed and it was highlighted that over the coming days which hasn't happened yet but will happen the mice have sort of laid claim and ownership to the corpse of Frosty and they're going to turn it into various things eventually but obviously that's going to take weeks that the world might not have because the surge is happening in like six or seven days so you all decided to head back to the craft haven that's sort of where we left it is at making that decision so you've had a uh, it's near the end of the day it's been a hard day you just fought the biggest scariest thing you're likely to face in your lives up until whatever comes next hey progression of <laughs> challenge um and so yeah you, you will head back to the craft haven for a well-deserved rest you are all uh, wounded and depleted but word of your exploits has spread throughout stonemore like wildfire and when you arrive you are greeted with an uproarious hero's welcome um, the place is packed to the rafters uh, with paying customers marley so ching ching nice. and people are just cheering your names wildly they're like marley arcus hot beans marley arcus hot beans just this chorus of this packed room full of people celebrating you um you are just um, as soon as you walk in you're bombarded with handshakes and shoulder claps and uh and raised glasses and people saying things like beast slayers uh, the sky lizards are no match for the beast slayers and uh yeah and just the this crowd is just celebrating the epic heroes that you are what do you do uh revel in it <laughs> yeah how do you as it should be what does arcus <laughs> reveling look like Arcus hasn't been cider for a while, so might get some cider and cider, you know? <laughs> um, Inside him. Drinks. Inside them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, in the most gender-neutral way, cider and cider, for the pun, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, chug, chug, chug with the lads. <laughs> cool. Um, and Arcus, do you think the people of Stonewall are, like, fully accustomed to 
the like the, to like what you are to the whole cloud demon aspect or do you think some people are still like i know you by name and i celebrate your deeds by name but like being around you is actually still quite weird well yeah because there's not like a there aren't other cloud demons really yeah so i'd still be somewhat of an abnormality like <laughs> i was gonna say gods but that was the mice at uh, the curie <laughs> <laughs> And Waffles, what what, what would uh, Hot Beans slash Drew be doing in this? Uh, could, can he just slip out the back? He's not exactly used to revelry. Okay. He's a very yeah. private person. So he's... Because yeah. um, he's, he's a, a stable. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not he's used a stable to here, his identity. He? Yeah, the, yeah, there is. Um, it's where Hodge lives. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's going to go visit Hodge. He's going to go detox with Hodge. Yeah, make a stealth roll. See how... How well you can slip out? All right. Oh, dang. That is a three. Total. Um, I think he gets a plus two, so that'd be a five. So he's, Okay. Yeah. yeah you, you have a moment of being like, I, I've got to get out of here. And you turn to go towards the door and someone just grips some like big burly tabaxi guy just grabs your arm and he goes, you're not going nowhere, hero. Drinks on me. He shoves this random pint of something in your hand. I'm sure I'll drink. Be like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I, I was there, but it was mostly the Kiori that did the work. And Kiori? What's a Kiori then? You, you know, the Banfor City, the residents, the little furry things with tails. Kiori. Oh, they're mouse folks. Oh, delicious. They prefer the term... <laughs> Kiori, and I wouldn't try eating them. They might be a bit crunchy. Ah, you're alright, and he just sort of drunkenly moves away from you in the crowd. Would you try again? No, I, I think he's <laughs> gonna find a corner and just sip a pint. Okay, roll a loneliness check. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, it's an eight. <laughs> yeah, you're moderately lonely. <laughs> you're like, the life of a spy is, is, is a lonely one indeed. Um, and Marley, so this is your business, you own it, and as well, you're also a performer who sort of loves crowds, especially when they are for you. So what are you doing in this environment? So as soon as she sees that this place is packed out, and she sees um, the bar like struggling or whatever, she stands up on the, the bar itself and just goes, who's thirsty? <laughs> Okay, make a performance check just to see how well that's received. Yeah, sure. 18. A whole chorus of, you get a big chant of, We're thirsty! And these like these mugs just throw up in the sky. Some are full, some are empty. Alcohol gets sloshed everywhere. And whoever's in charge of cleaning, maybe Tyler, is like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she just, she like... Um, she goes, give me the hose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's the hose that we usually use to, like, fill the kegs, like, from the other kegs or whatever. And they're like, oh, God, she's not going to, is she? <laughs> you know? Like, and I just plug the hose in and just turn the tap on and just start hosing the bar just for fun. You like, spray, just sort of... You spray the punters you know? with... with with mead or something like like think champagne kind of like when you're celebrating something and you, it's just kind of like a fine misty spray but it's just it's for shits and gigs you know it's for fun okay you, know? you spray the crowd with booze with with a mist of booze um how does yeah. arcus take that oh i'm like i'm trying to absorb as much of it as possible i want to become <laughs> yeah. one with the mist like, spray me spray me <laughs> yeah yeah missed me missed you <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, like, she's, like, she's sort of laughing and giving people high five as she's doing it and stuff. And then she just whips out her saxophone. She hands the, the pipe, like, the pipe back to <laughs> Paul Paul and Tyler. who were like, God's sake. Like, the whole bar's, like, sticky and, you know, like, everything's chaos right now. And she just whips out her saxophone and, like, goes, tap, tap, tap. And then just, like, like bursts into music on the bar like just does ignores the stage just like dancing all over the bar just people are trying to get drinks underneath her and she's like yeah going crazy coyote ugly meets michael bolton was she <laughs> t 
Tep replied. Like, Tep replied, Tep seemed like, you know, like, he might come meet her. So she's kind of gotten over that shock of, like, they thought I was dead, being like, they're alive. And I'm alive. You know, so she, yeah, so she she's suddenly realizing the flip of it, and she's like, hell yeah, they're alive, and I'm going to meet them. Like, so she's almost like manically high right now you know so that's kind of the vibe <laughs> okay jd how do you think arcus would feel since marley has sort of made this connection or reconnection with her past how would you feel about your being away from from your realm for it's been a fair few weeks now because mm. i know you mentioned once uh, in a previous session that you think arcus is sort of more focused on saving this world than returning to their own like has that changed does that worsened or or what i think it's it's really hard to to think like long term when there's impending doom happening all around you for sure but he's definitely like homesick especially being around like in a tavern like this with like all these people celebrating and like friends and family together he feels a a bit of the uh odd one out i think oh definitely would you join Drew, Lonely Drew, in the corner? <laughs> I think Arcus, Arcus tries to kind of, like, he, he wants to be positive and, like, put that. He's feeling a bit sad, but he wants to, like, come across as happy and fun. So he probably sees uh, Marley going at it, and he's like, all right, and finds a, um, I'm going to find a tambourine, if I can. <laughs> uh, okay, make an investigation check, just to see if you find a tambourine or not. Great. <laughs> four <laughs> okay you don't find a tambourine but you notice that just behind the bar so like within reach of someone in the punt on the punter's side you do notice some pots and pans that you could improvise <laughs> i point to a pot and i go a tambourine and i pick it up <laughs> <laughs> okay make a performance check to see how well it, your tambourine goes <laughs> Can I, people... can I, like, assist? Because I see Arcus reach out for the, like, pot and go, tambourine, and I laugh. So I want to, like, pull Arcus up and sort of, like, situate Arcus in a way that helps. You know, okay. like, sort of quickly guide hands. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so uh, Marley gives Arcus advantage on this performance check. Come on, Arcus. Okay, I just wrote a 14. Yeah, Arcus... It, like people are into it it's not great playing like it's not, you're not really doing anything great but people are sort of like when you have a performer who's, who's who's just trying really hard and the crowd appreciates what they're trying to do Arcus's energy is those people with um, bucket the bucket drummers mm. yeah. Yeah. Arcus has bucket drummer energy <laughs> nice. nice yeah hashtag nice. Molly's trying to like work the song around Arcus's playing so like speeding up and slowing down to try and like meet the drumming yeah oh, seeing this um, Drew's gonna pull out his quarter staff jump on the table and just start tapping out the beat to the quarter staff to just boom, 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 <laughs> okay boom, 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 that'll definitely get you seen um, yeah it's great he's, he's everyone's drunk it's a party he's caught by the spirit uh, and that is a 14 on performance. Yeah, same, same reception as Arcus. People are like, yeah, he's trying! And they're like, yeah, yeah! yeah. So it's like... We just invented jazz. It's just like... I was just going to say... No. We just popularized it. Yeah. That burly tabaxi guy who, t who told Drew that he wants to eat mice, he's like very fixated on what Drew's doing. He's, he's sort of that one crowd member who, who's there just for you. He's like dancing to your beat only. Like, yeah, little man. Little man got the beat. Little man. Yeah. As someone, as someone who actually does play in a band, our bassist has those people. So he'll just have people staring at him in particular off to the side and it is super awkward nice. can I, <laughs> I'm gonna ask his name can I like get his name the tabaxi guy yeah I'll know more about this guy okay well there's not many tabaxis in Eisen right so this no. guy is weird plus he's a cat <laughs> and I'm a druid and sort of got this affinity for animals yeah 
Um, he says his name. I've got a few names I could use here. Um, he says, "My name's Danny." Is this another reach recent Patreon? <laughs> no. Well, that's where I got it from. But <laughs> Danny Holman, one of our our supporters on Patreon, uh, has an NPC coming up by a different name. Okay. That's fine. Nice. I'm gonna while also doing the beat, like shake his hand and say, "Hot beans. Nice to meet you." Yeah. Can I buy you a drink? He clasps your hand in a very aggressive, very blokey, trying to be the stronger one, trying to... Can strength have negative one strength? Yeah, He's the stronger dominance. one. Yeah, and he does so flawlessly. Um, <laughs> and then he, he sort of tilts his... When you say, can you buy him a drink? He tilts his head towards Marley and just says, I don't think any of you are paying for drinks tonight. Hey! <laughs> I will be paying one way or the other, I think. <laughs> Arcus starts chanting, one with the mist, one with the mist, one with the mist. Um, make a persuade, or make a, just a general charisma roll to see if that catches on. Oh, I'm going to, can I help with this? When I see them chanting, I'm going to chant too. So can I? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Advantage for JD. And were they trying to convince? Because, like, Marley owns the tavern. 17. <laughs> She'd just be like, Mist! One with the mist. One with the mist. The whole crowd starts chanting one with the mist over and over again until they get whatever they need to satisfy that. And Molly's just like, You know what to do, Paul! Hit it! Like, and it's just like, Paul mutters under his breath, Oh, fuck. And then sprays everyone with booze. Yeah, it makes me so happy. Marley's just like like celebrating because you know, like it's it's one of those nights where you're like, life is short. You've got to party now because we might not get another chance to. Like, oh yeah, things are gonna get real serious real quick. So let's just live it while we can. I mean, know? we just fought a dragoon right in the middle of the city. Like, you have yeah, no idea what's right. gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, we're still we're, we're going to be drinking responsibly yes <laughs> and, mm. and to a limit we're not binge drinking um i would never well, molly's yeah. not even really drinking like she might have a couple of sips or something but she's so busy yeah. playing the sax and like you know celebrating Arcus is an ethereal being it's not it's not like it's not the same you know it's it's a fun fantasy <laughs> Drew is just <laughs> sipping away quietly, but he's going to pretend to be drunk. He's going to be given the same energy as the crowd. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he's going to act drunk, but he's going to be, like, you know, mostly sober. Calculated alcoholism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you think you would just sort of, like, while away the night this way? Or I think, I think was there something Marley else you were would, trying to achieve? Yeah, no, Molly would look for... Or even whisper to Paul, who usually plays when I'm not here. Are they here? You know, and sort of like get them up and sort of endorse them from herself, if that makes sense, to be like, yeah, give it up for these guys, you know, like, and and sort of get them on the bar to sort of take over from her at some point so that she could sort of sit and just enjoy that music and then sort of try and disappear quietly, you know, so to sort of sneak out while all of that's going on so she can sort of have a moment in her room to process everything that's happened today before she hits sack, you know? I think that's kind of the progression she would want to do. Yeah, I think Drew is just going to eventually make his way through the crowd, drunkenly, you know, wooing and cheering with everybody and subtly make his way uh, to the barn and um, settle down with the hogs and just, you know, rest among the, the rest of the animals, which he kind of considers himself part animal, considering he spends about half his life as one. Well, Hodge has a specially built stable out the back for Hodge, so... Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to settle in with Hodge. And, oh, Foxworthy's also um, gone to these stables as well. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just going to settle away in the night, chatting away with, you know, Hodge and Foxworthy and just chatting about animal stuff. What's okay. it like? Yeah. Alright, so Drew disappears to the stables. Marley finds a performer replacement and then disappears to her room. Um, Arcus, what do you do? Um, I'm gonna go up. Is there like a way to just 
uh, to access the roof. Oh, um, certainly. I mean, know. you can sort of <laughs> levitate sometimes, um, depending on how you roll. <laughs> um, okay. I, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to try and get up onto the roof. Okay. Uh, yeah, most of Stonemore is sort of one or two story stone slabs as buildings. Yeah. Um, think of when you see in in Aladdin and you see like the sprawling Agrabah with sort of almost identical buildings, just like a sea of one and two story stone squares. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of them have like stairs going right up the outside to the roof. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it, like it, classic it, biblical... <laughs> yeah, so it um, it's not outside the realm of possibility that a building like the Craft Tavern would have that. Cool, great, yeah, excellent. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is there a bathtub up there? <laughs> no, there is not. Ah, why not? That's it. Because <laughs> a DM has to say no sometimes. Um. <laughs> I like that you give us completely overpowered magic items, but you won't let us have a bath on a rooftop. No. There's no justifiable reason why it's already accurate. there. Yes, there is. That's the whole in. Okay, in Hallelujah, the song where it says, oh, "You, you stood faith, but you wanted truth. You saw her bathing on the roof." That's a yeah. direct reference to King King David. David, yeah, yep. seeing his friend's wife Beshiva. bathing on the roof. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I went then, to Sunday school. And he sent the guy <laughs> up to war and he died and God was pissed. It was a whole yep. thing. So, yes, there it are roof, whole rooftop baths. Yeah. With those okay. exact style of houses. Since mm. you are trying <laughs> to justify this bathtop, uh, this this rooftop bath with a with a religious reference. That's why I said it. That's reli- I was make- making a joke, and now I've had to explain the joke. Make a make a religion check to see if there's a bath. Is it on a religion rooftop. check or a history check, Brad? I'm going to say religion because none of well, that, that actually depends happened. on whether you're religious or agnostic or atheist. Really. Well, so- as we know, Arcus is very religious. <laughs> um, I got a twelve. Okay, you find an old cracked bathtub up there. It's not very useful, but it's, it's there. I hop in the tub. <laughs> to and achieve what? go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> that's my bed. Okay, that's your bed. <laughs> me really happy. You fall asleep looking up at the stars. Yeah, exactly. We're bullying Brad again, guys. We're doing it again. <laughs> hey, Ison gets built by a committee, Okay. So, um, okay, in, so in the morning, um, Arcus wakes up first because the sun shines down on their face. <laughs> it's my reaction to waking up every morning. <gasps> and shortly Still after, here. That's better than Bamfors, which was to scream. <laughs> <laughs> Blood-curdling screams every day. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> um, That's very, how he used to wake up. Uh, Molly probably misses very shortly after that um waffles um drew gets woken up by hodge and foxworthy sort of starting the day with the sun like animals do yep he's used to waking up with the animals he um gets his coffee machine up and running and starts making coffees for everybody starts the day right um yeah marley's the only one who's sort of like in an isolated area that might not necessarily get woken up by the sun yeah, she had her curtains closed, and it was a hard, hard day yesterday. Yeah, let her rest. I still think she's up pretty early for her, just because uh, she's sort of wanting to get started on her day. As soon as she gets out the door, there's Drew's got a little coffee, and he sort of holds it above him and offers it to her, and says, "I'm not quite sure what you wanted, so I just made you a short black. I hope that's fine." Yeah. Uh, It'll do. And you see her sort of brace, because she's trying to be nice, you know, because she's like, <laughs> yep. Uh, and then she sort of braces and just sort of tries to, like, chug it, because she very much has hers usually, like, latte style with a lot of milk and a lot of, <laughs> you know. So so she's like, Ugh! and then she's like, yeah, it's really good. It's what you meant to do with a short black anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah. half the embrace is just that hot rush of liquid at the back of your throat. Oh, it's really good. I want to die. Yeah. 
Oh, is it really coffee one. if you haven't burnt your throat in the process? True. <laughs> and, and you asked, have, have you seen Arcus? Have... I didn't actually wake up staring into Arcus's face being dripped on this morning. So ah. that is weird. Oh, if you, if you see them, there's a there's a coffee waiting on them. Wouldn't want it to get cold. Oh, I'm sure they'd love to know what absorbing coffee is so, like. Yeah. Um, uh, hot beans and Marley having this meeting, this coffee meeting in the common room of the tavern yeah just in the bar i imagine there's not really common patrons in the bar at this time of the morning they probably don't open until like 11 so it's sort of more like whoever's staying there having breakfast he's selling coffees to like Mm. for a a copper a piece molly's like side-eyeing that because she's like "Mm, in my tavern it's a bit rude yeah so molly came down (laughs) came downstairs from her room Drew came inside from out in the stable, and then coming in through that same door is a figure in a draped in a white cloak, sort of hunched to try and conceal their their features, and they rush to like a, a, a table in, in a corner, and then they just sort of sit and try and make themselves small. Can I, um, as a spy, I guess he picks up on these sort of shady characters. Can I roll? Um, like an investigation check just to try to find out more about them uh, insight yeah sure oh that is a nat 20 plus nice. my plus four for insight so that's a 24 nice. so you roll the anti-chaos curse um, yes <laughs> and somewhere in the world a um, a fitted a tree sheet, turns into a person <laughs> a, a fitted sheet gets perfectly folded yay yeah, you notice with uh, with your keen spy senses that you you see a couple of little like shimmers of, of like light from the bar or from whatever light source like sunlight in the windows and things are sort of shimmering off the tiny little portion of like finger that's sticking out of this person's sleeve, and you definitely see like a bit of blue and white, um, and the way that they are wearing their cloak, the the hood is pulled very far forward as if to conceal like long facial features it's not just a, like a flat human or or halfling face like they have they maybe have a muzzle or something like a like a reptile or a dog person or something like that or a horse I'm, that's why the long face uh, yeah so you I'm, pick I'm up gonna, those things i'm gonna approach them and uh see if they want a coffee hey is arcus allowed down am i am i around yeah, yeah, just arcus can go and whenever she whenever arcus they want agency. Yeah. arcus can do what they want <laughs> yeah. well i was trying to but things no. kept happening stay on the roof naughty boy <laughs> if possible could i phase through i just want to like phase if in here we go arcus if you can make 18 on a religion check you will phase through right this is a familiar space you know the space really well Eleven. You, you just hit. You go. I want to phase. I want to phase, and nothing happens. Nothing. Damn, Tratora. And I walk down the stairs and slam the door as I come and walk into the tavern. <laughs> okay, like, so you. Why is everybody beating on the tavern? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to spray it with coffee boom. In it. I, I, I walk. I walk right up. up to near where Marley is and just like punch a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call um, over. There's a cappuccino on the, on the uh, bench for you. I also swing it in one gulp. <laughs> and I like, thank you very much. It's so frothy. <laughs> mm. So as you are drinking that coffee, or as you're pounding it back, you notice the cloaked person in the corner that Drew is approaching. And Arcus, you recognize this as the same cloaked figure you saw exiting the fight with Frosty. <gasps> that, that that's the guys. Saw. That's the same cloaked figure I saw leaving the frosty fight. Did I tell you about that? I it happened. There was that guy. Stop him! Get him! You guys, guys. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Molly would trust Arcus in, instinctively, like just would. We've fought together way too many times. So Molly draws her crossbow straight, bead on this person, and it's like, who are you? Show yourself. He very quickly flicks back his hood and puts and then puts both his hands in the air and he you see immediately he is a very dragon-like person. He's sort of koboldish, but not quite as animalistic, like a more more humanoid than kobold. 
still very dragon-like features, like a long muzzle of like scales of blue and white. Uh, he's got spectacles on, he's got horns, and uh, yeah, he looks like maybe, I mean, it's hard to gauge, this is a kind of species you've never seen before, but yeah, he looks like, the way he carries himself, he, maybe he's in his 30s, 40s, somewhere in that range. Right. I'm going to cast Charm Person. Um, before, nice. yeah, so at, in that same motion of flicking back his hood and putting his hands up, he just says, please, please, no, no, uh, no, I, I, I'm not... I'm not your enemy, please! Mm. Cloud person, I've been asking all over town about you and your friends. I, I, you're, you're clearly capable. I, I came to you for help. Clearly you haven't been asking enough, because if you had, then you would have known my name. So that seems suspicious. Mm. I'm I spent, a I local evening, hero. I spent the evening <laughs> slinking around town asking where I could find a cloud person. And they people eventually directed me here. My, my, my name is Drajon Scamanch. I, I, I am a, well, I mean, I, I suppose I, I was a Darko Tar at, at, at the Fornassian Academy. Have you heard of it? No. Yes, um, no. Yeah, no, I can, I can guarantee none of your characters have heard of it. This is something that hasn't no. existed for a long time. <laughs> and a moment where I was like, is that the university in my cloud universe? No. Can no, I Sky roll University. To, yeah. <laughs> can I roll to see if, like, across my travels, I've ever come across it? Can I roll like um, a history check just in case? Uh, roll a history check with disadvantage, because at best right. you would have heard like rumors or something. Uh, that is a twelve. Um, you you've heard the word Fornassian. That's that's it. You don't you can't quite recall what context, but you know that's not the first time you've heard that word. Hmm. Poor yeah, Nancy, and so, eh? And he, he, yeah, he says, you have heard of it. Vaguely. <laughs> but go on. I, I'm not going to reveal whether I have or not, but go on. Well, well yes, I, 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 I was I was a dark hotel where we were trained specialists in, in history and medicine, uh, dragon law, religion. We There were... There was a dark otar in, in, in every city, in every town. Uh, every, every small village wanted one. We we were famed and, and, and celebrated for our knowledge. But it seems a lot has changed since since my time. Hmm. I, 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 I wish to, to travel back to the academy uh, to see what's left of it to, and try and rebuild the, the lost history of my people. I, I know not how long we've been away from this world, but clearly a lot has changed. Can I Rivers roll insight? Yeah, because I was going to say, Marley crosses her arms and is like, who do you worship, stranger? She's still holding a crossbow. It's like sticking up into it's the like, air right I, now. I particularly have, have no beliefs for the gods whatsoever, but pe- but since Darko Tar, like such as myself, are, are, are celebrated for, for our learnings, our, our knowledge, well, many of our ranks worship uh, Haydet. Have you heard of Haydet? Maybe. Mm. Mali points her crossbow at him and is like, you better not be lying, and pulls out a key <laughs> out of her breastplate, puts it into the air, turns it, opens up the door and goes, Haydet? I haven't heard of the Fornassian Academy in a bloody long time. <laughs> Those guys were pretty into me. It's, it's actually a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> And she's just dead staring this Drajorn or whatever his name is. I didn't, don't know if I wrote it down right. But Can she's I dead staring. Can to him. see how he's reacting to this? Yeah, okay. yeah. You you watch, you watch him closely. Ah, that's oh, actually, uh that's a nineteen plus uh, my four ends. That's a twenty-three. Yeah. So you can tell he is, he's very fixed on the whip on Marley's weapon that is pointed at him. So he he is worried that whatever point he's trying to make is not coming across he's also amazed at the thing that marley just opened up like his eyes are wide and you can tell by the expression on his face like of awe that he's pretty certain that the the voice that's coming out of that locker is a very important voice drew might not know that it's hated the god of knowledge but you can mm. but drew can tell that he knows it's someone of extreme importance he has no idea what it is he's just thinking somebody in the background's said something 
Drew has no idea who, like, he knows what Hey Dead is, but he has no idea that the voice is associated with Hey Dead. So he's a bit, he's just assuming it's somebody else. He's very fixated on, on what he's assuming is a kobold. Yeah, he, while this Drajun, this, this, he's a dragonborn, I'll tell ah, you now, nice. but I mean, none of, none of you will know that, um, is that still, curious. still got, still got his hands in the air and still like his eyes are darting back and forth between Marley's bow and the locker. Sort of this tiny little distance, this left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right between them, like wanting to look at the locker. But knowing that it's safer if he keeps an eye on the crossbow. Yeah, and to be clear, Marley's not trying to fire it. She's more just like, you stay there. Yeah. You know? Oh, with, I mean, you, all your experiences with dragons and dragon-type people so far have led you to believe, like, don't trust them. So, like, that makes total sense. And, yeah, he just says, please, all, all, all I'm seeking is, is knowledge. What happened to my people? I've come this far. I, when... When we all awoke from from that unnatural slumber, a lot of the flying creatures just took to the skies and, and fled, and, and, and a lot of the dragons and their kin, they carried kobolds with them, and Frosty was no exception. Hundreds of kobolds took to the skies with, with Frosty and the other white dragons, and I made a hasty decision to join them, and it got me this far to this, uh, uh, this amazing city, but alas, I, I, I don't believe I've come far enough. Marley just sort of leans into the locker and says, Hey, Dad, did you you hear that? Ah, uh, or oh, a bit quieter, so it's more for your ears. Ah, uh, I don't really know how to how to tell uh, him this, so, I mean, you'll have to break it to him, I suppose, Marley. Uh, the Fornassian Academy uh, hasn't existed for a, for a really, really long time. Uh, there's, there's, there's nothing of it left in, in this world. Um, I mean, the site where it used to be is now the city of Port Ballas. But there's nothing there for him now. And and I'm like, and his people? Well, you know, he's a dragonborn, and those are those have all come back now, along with the kobolds and Frosty and all of that nonsense. But the Dark Otar, that's an organization long gone. Okay. Uh if he wait if wait. he wants to seek lost knowledge, I suppose the only place left in this world where he could get even close to the answers he wants is probably my temple under Dantonair. But I mean, yeah. that's up to him and you, really. Okay. Uh, hang there, hang there for a second, okay? I'm gonna leave the door open. And she's no props, dog. She. <laughs> what it is, she chief? <laughs> she turns back around to uh, Drajorn. Am I saying that right? Uh, yeah. Or I've only seen it in writing. It was suggested to me. Uh, Drajorn is what I've said. Drajorn. Okay. Um, Skimant. And is, and and actually says. Yeah, Dredgen, I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that your academy e- e- exists anymore. And the Dakota are, are seemingly n- no more. I- I'm so sorry. Yeah, his shoulders drop. I suspected as much. But I held out hope that there was at least something left. Well, I mean, there is something if you... Admire hated as much as you say. We did restore the connection to his temple, uh, and he has himself invited you to come and study with him. So that voice in in the box—that that is who I think it is. Uh, think of it as a a gift for restoring his connection with the world that we get to talk to his annoying ass constantly. <laughs> I thought you were just powerful warriors capable of felling a dragon, but turns out you're on some kind of celestial favored list. You're truly, truly much greater and more powerful than I ever could have imagined. We're doing it, guys. We're becoming gods. Here we go. This is it. Don't yeah. ruin this for me. This is this is our <laughs> our moment to Road of El Dorado it. <laughs> I must say, I'm quite fascinated by you. I've never seen anything like you, Arcus. I've never seen anything like you either. And I like wink. <laughs> is this one of Arcus's hug moments? <laughs> yes, Arcus goes in for a hug. <laughs> Cute. He lets it happen. He's just had his whole like people's history stripped away from him he's down he's vulnerable and a hug is exactly what he needs yeah molly's like oh um i'm sorry and she sort of puts the crossbow away she's like habit you understand 
he lets go of the hug and says, you smell like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and bathtubs. The, the lock is still open, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Two currently. of my favorite things. Can Drudis? I'm waiting to see if Hayde has anything else to tell us. Frankly, I'm, I'm... <laughs> you said you told Hayde to hang on a minute. Drudis. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Drudis going to call out. Hayde, can we trust this guy? Hang on. Oh, hi, Drew. By the way. Hi, Hayde. I'm talking to a guard. Um, I. Yeah, I've got questions to ask you, but maybe later. Uh, trust this guy. Yes, maybe. No. Oh, you god of knowledge. You would know this. Yes. Nah, not always, Marley says. <laughs> the Malcolm in the Middle theme song plays. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Can you repeat the you question? Repeat the question. Yeah. <laughs> You're, You're, not the of me now. You're not the god of me now. Greyjoon <laughs> <laughs> has spoken nothing but truth to you. He is uh, a loyal seeker of knowledge and nothing else. Awesome. I don't think Hayde would have told him he was welcome at his temple if he didn't trust him. All right. If 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 that makes sense, hot beans. I, I respect that. I'm, I'm going to go shake his hand or offer a hand to be shook and. What Hayde through the locker? <laughs> no, no, to trade in. I haven't stopped hugging. Okay. <laughs> I'm still like, hugging. Marcus is still hugging, <laughs> and you've got a hand like. You've got to go like behind. Yeah. And, like shake. <laughs> yeah. hugging Arcus like sniffing the alcohol <laughs> smell that's emanating from them and reaches a hand around to also shake well, uh, hot beans. Alcohol and, and coffee at, at the moment. He's got a whole um, cappuccino in him as well. This is not the greeting I was expecting, but it is much appreciated. Okay, okay. He's just saying that because he's getting high off my fumes. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. M- Molly is like, Do, uh, will you need assistance can we help well if i'm to go to this temple that you speak of this repository of knowledge i will i suppose i will need some way of getting there as i explained i got only as far as i have so far by riding on the back of that monster (sighs) yeah i suppose you will Um, can you tell me how to get to sesame street Marley, Marley sort of uh, goes, give, give, me, give me just a second there, um, dude. Uh, I, I see you're tied up with handshakes and three-way stuff going on anyway. Um, uh, while, you're, while you're talking to him, the door opens, and for a moment you see no one come in. Hmm. And then after about 15, 20 seconds, you notice that holding the door open so from behind like they pulled the door open is a Kyori a very strong Kyori who's holding this whole door by themselves like they're big beefy Kyori in armor (laughs) and then a procession a procession of Kyori into the room and Drejun stands up to get a closer look and says in all my years uh before you say anything these are honored guests here Mm. Oh, things definitely have changed. And he sits back down. Yeah. Um, and the procession ends up with being about 20 Kyori, and they are carrying some items. <gasps> yeah, Marley, you notice immediately that there is an ornate dagger with a golden hilt, and five or six of them carry it together over to you, and they, they hold it up, but, I mean, only like two inches off the ground. <laughs> it's not... Up for a Kyori is not very far up. Yeah. Do you reach down and take it? Oh yeah, absolutely. With sort of respect <laughs> to them, trying not to look like I've bent down, trying to look like you know. Yeah. yeah. So this is the ornate dagger that you ordered yesterday. Um, the hilt has been intricately engraved with all of the imagery that you asked for, um, and that so you gave them the the illustrations that you wanted. It's all there, and there's also embedded right in the middle. So amidst the design, they've incorporated. A tiny shimmering white dragon scale and as soon as as soon as your hand touches it you feel like an intense chill for just a second and if you look on DD beyond you can see something you can equip now in your inventory Um, (gasps) oh my god it's so pretty I want to stab something right now (laughs) 
Uh, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know, stranger puts his hood... He puts his hood back up and he tries to become small again. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Molly. stabbing Marley stabbing something might be helpful to get him to where he needs to go. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I was thinking. Well, <laughs> about that, so this procession, we'll say six of them were carrying Marley's dagger and another six are carrying something else that is quite shiny and they carry it towards Arcus and they hold it up. <gasps> what is it? Do you take it from them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you no, okay. I'm like, take this away from me. Leave. Do you, as as a god that they worship, how like how do you receive this gift from them? Um, I, do you just I like, snatch I, it? No, 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 no. Oh no, no. I'm very um, respectful of the whole ceremony of everything. Like, I get down onto my knees and I like receive it from them. And I'm, Thank you very, 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 very much. XOXO Gossip Girl, you know? <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you take from them an amulet that Ooh. appears to be a like a, a tiny white cloud shape. And the way the cloud, like the, the amulet feels, it, it's bone. It's made of bone. Ooh. And the chain is like a woven silver. It's like a fabric made of silver. And you can see in your D&D Beyond inventory... JD, there is something you can equip and look at your stats before and after you equip this because it's a fuck it's a mind fuck. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, my constitution goes way up. <laughs> I like that its tags are buff. <laughs> yeah, it's an amulet of health um, made from a tiny bone that they recovered from Frosty. So that's dragon bone in the shape oh. of your religious symbol. Oh my god! And it doubled your hit points. <laughs> Amazing, because I, I was a weak cloud. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a tank. Incredible. And the the Kiori all sort of as you take it from them, they cheer because of like, yay, Argus, the god has like, taken our gift. Blessings and upon the whole- you. <laughs> the whole procession just sort of gives you all like a series of bows and then they scurry away and then the door closes Jesus. I love these Kiori and, and Dre, Dre, Dre and just he's just staring at the door in amazement and he says have mice always done that yes uh, <laughs> n- not that I know of but uh, let's just say a, a man we knew changed the world some I have always known mice to be this way <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. I, it seems I have much sort of reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I remember when mice were undomesticated <laughs> and unintelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So she she turns around back to the locker and she's like, "I'm I'm sorry, Hadid. Uh, is there anything else we should know before we move on from here?" Ah. Uh, Yes, so it turns out uh, quite a few things are happening in the world that could do with your attention. I'll, I'll have to leave it to you which one you handle because you can't really be in three places at once. Or can we? <laughs> there are three of us, so technically <laughs> yep. we could. <laughs> probably shouldn't split the party, to be honest. We the probably... Cure. Oh, guys, hey, do you guys want to split the party? <laughs> you can't see this because this isn't a visual podcast, but I literally have my hand over my face right now. <laughs> like... Hey, you know you know what? Hadit's about to tell you three things that are happening in the world. Okay. You could part three ways. That I'm... is entirely your choice. It's a dumb choice, but it's your choice. I'm excited to hear what's happening in the world. Brad, hit me with your world lore. You know, that's my um, favourite. Yeah, so he says... Uh, Marley, you know how I said that the uh, the former site of the Fornassian Academy is is in what's now the city of Port Bellis? Well, uh-huh. uh, funnily enough, as of about three minutes ago, it's under attack from gigantic water elementals that have just risen up from the coast. Okay. Um, a mass evacuation has started, but I, I'm seeing a lot of casualties on the cards for that one. Oh, and uh, Drew, um, Cap Lane in, in Pinebridge, I know you've been there before. Yep. There's a druid, much much like yourself, um, a, a dragonborn man named um, Mitchelmore, who's just come back from the Brute Wall and, well, he's sort of unleashed. Uh, I don't really know the best, just plants. 
Ah. Lots of plants. Yep. I know that. Like yeah. classic Mitch. There is some crazy plant shit happening and a lot of people have died already, so Oh. I don't know what you can do about that. Oh, I've, I've yeah, he's, <laughs> too late. I've, I've already thought <laughs> of five strategies to, to deal with that. Yeah. And uh, there's a small village called Hope. It's just outside of Danton Air, um, where some three gigantic horizon-back tortoises have, have just emerged from the Lifeblood River, and they are heading towards that village right now. They could stomp right over it. <gasps> And that's the... No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scooby Again, Gang, I... I think we should split up. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got gigantic water elementals in Port Bellis in the north. Mm-hmm. You've got gigantic tortoises in in, in well, the kingdom of Airedale, so, like, um, right near Dantonair. Um, so you could go to Dantonair easily enough and then go from there. Or you've got um, a druid, dragonborn sort of um, arcane caster who has unleashed some sort of nasty plant-based monsters on the town of Kaplane in Pinebridge. Well, here's a thought. As as Haydet's saying all of this, obviously Haydet's temple is just out, is in Dantonia. So we could go to Dantonia, drop Drajon off... I'm <laughs> um, sorry, I'm flipping back and forth between notes and I'm like, fuck, which page am I on? There's um, Dr. Dre if he had a journal. Dre Journal. Yeah, Dre Journal. And, um, and then Hit Hope. Technically, that one should be quicker if we just kind of direct the Horizon Tortoises to not step on there. Oh, uh, yeah, I could it, deal with that like crazy, like deal with tortoises all the time. Gentle beasts. <laughs> that were the worst. I feel like as a team we're quite persuasive. Yeah. Hey, tortoises, don't. No. Don't do oh, okay. it. Just, well, hey. I mean, Where I has anyone told them not to in, yet? Yeah, I have a, do have a plus 13 in persuasion. It mm. is possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it, guys, game plan. We're, we're going to go in and have a game plan this time. They do not speak or understand common. Ah, oh, fuck you. Yet. <laughs> we will train them. <laughs> Second um, language. Anyway, um, do they speak demonic? Infernal, I mean. No. I mean, everywhere has Why people not? like. See, see, here's because here's the dilemma. The Phenassian Academy outside by Port Ballas, or the old Phenassian Academy by Port Ballas, is obviously people are dying now. The Pinebridge, the Kaplan Pinebridge, people are dying now. Um, hope we could maybe stop people from dying but that might mean that more people die in the other situations if we leave it mm. so yeah i mean there's dance, no easy dance. there's no easy answer here i'm, I'm like the yeah, answer I'm, is is that we gotta we gotta break up the gang scooby squad um the way i've always seen it is druids are very rare in iceland is there's not a lot of them and so one of the things like one of the secret submissions that you sort of had rattling around was for Drew to sort of, you know, collect Druids, uh, as, as it were, or to touch base, um, you know, get the Druids together. Because there's not a lot of them. And so, it, it, yeah, so he kind of immediately is like, oh, another Druid. There's not a lot of us. I should probably go and deal with this. And, you know, I might get a Druid ally because, you know, goodness knows that, that the world needs, um, you know, a bit of nature at the moment. Yeah, and, and so I'm, I'm really liking this plan of going, dealing with the druid, you guys doing your own thing, and be like, okay, me and this other druid are going to have words. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we couldn't pick you up again oh, no, no, no. Um, later if we needed to or whatever. Yeah, but. yeah, totally. Um, actually, as this is being said, yeah, like I've got that teleport with plants spell, and so I can be like anywhere in the world pretty much at, at a moment's notice. I can... Um, sanguine gatekeeper and just open a portal to Dantonair for Drejon mm. and just toss him through and then we could go with you like via the plant teleport thing. Yep. What does Arcus think? I, mean, I could go either way. I could take, we could, I could do more, I could do less. <laughs> I, I am slightly <laughs> I am um slightly concerned about Dantonia only because 
we just sorted that out. I feel like Dantonair is one of those towns where it's like, you're always getting into trouble. <laughs> Slightly, uh, like, could you not just stay saved yes. for five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just um, metagame, I have no intent of these tortoises going anywhere near Dantonair. Okay. They just cool. came, they came out of the Lifeblood River and they just happened upon the Village of Hope, which is just yeah. near Dantonair. Okay. I do like the idea of seeing giant tortoises. It's just aesthetically, but also the giant water spirits sound fun too. But I think I, I know the, they all the, sound fun. They sound yeah. so fun. I want to do them all. I think I said I like, said Jules should we wants split to up? Do them all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's good to split up the party, but it could also be very fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm like, how fa- how fast can we do this? You know, like because rounds are six seconds. So if we like. If we just like stab ourselves, head off, just like try and deal with one of them real quick, yep. and then like we could hit dice, you know, like our health back up to a certain point, cure wounds ourselves, and then like to travel to the next one, you know, like, or maybe not stabbing myself constantly because that hurts. <laughs> Malika's <And>, montage. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just montage yeah. us. Drew is. is- as Drew has said, he has like already got five ways of dealing with this druid. He, like, especially because it's yeah. plants, Drew is immune to plants. Like he's wearing a plant. He is a plant. Plants do not phase him. Yeah, quite literally. Guess, in his terms, he is immune to plants. He's halfling, half plant. <laughs> yeah, and and Mali actually is half ranger, if you remember. Yeah. So she actually does have a little bit of stuff around, like, you know, forests and stuff. All right, so we deal with the druid. Lead me to clean up the, the aftermath. You guys go and deal with the We other go things. whatever one strikes our fancy at that time. Maybe I'll, uh, we'll ask Haydet which is more important at that time or whatever. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so so you do the druid Plan. thing and try and deal with it quickly so there's still an option of something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than, well, too late. Both those places are completely destroyed. See you later. Trolley problem. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but that's the plan. <laughs> if you all just let me know your decision, I'm happy no matter what it is. Cool. I'm with that. All right. That we go sort the druid out first. We travel via Drew's plant thing. Yeah. So do, so do you send Drejun off, or do you just tell him the direction, say, okay, so what you need to do is leave Stonewall no, and then head, uh, I stab head myself. west for about a week? <laughs> I stab myself. So Would you not I, stab Arcus? Now that Arcus has way more health than you. Why don't I you know stab him? He's the one that needs yeah, to go he's, there. Yeah, he's teleporting. Stab he's never the dragon been there before. Um, no, he's never been there before. I, you yeah. don't know if he's been to the um, Why, why hasn't temple? he been to the temple before? Wasn't he before they left? I still want to know. Surely. I still want to know what the do not touch button does, but I'm not going to do uh-huh. it. <laughs> I know what it does. <laughs> so, so after having this conversation with Hadet, they go, right, okay, uh, like and Drew says, oh plants and druid and Molly's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We should do that. And then we, I go, all right, hate it. We're we're on the case. Talk soon, okay? Love you, bye. And then just yeah. <laughs> shuts the locker. Yeah, as the as the door shutting, he, he says, you'll have to tell Priestess Raya. Uh, oh, he had time. He always does this. I hate that when he does this and she opens back up. Two seconds, hate it. You'll have to tell Princess Raya, or Priestess Raya who um, who he is. Or he'll have to explain himself because she's never seen that kind of thing before. We'll send a note. <sighs> You're right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, and if he just arrives in a pool of blood and they're like, what the fuck is that? I have a note. But, but, but see, the thing is, is Marley and Arcus have arrived in a pool of blood previously. True. With she a different go, It is our calling card. In Arcus sent her. <laughs> yeah. I bet those weirdos sent her in this blood. Are you going to explain to Drejun what the journey's like? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Molly stabs herself and she's like... What are you doing? And he, she's like, I hope you're okay with blood. As, this, like, as the blood starts sort of pulling out of her and starts forming into the portal circle. She's like... Oh, I think is... I'm going to be sick. She's like, she's like, this is a... It's a blood portal, okay? It hurts me to do it, but it's the fastest way to travel. What I need you to do is remember on the other side to go to Priestess Rhea and tell them that the Apple Squatter, that Marley and Arcus sent you, okay? Can you remember that? 
Priestess Rhea, Marley and Arca sent me. Got it. Yes. Now you're thinking okay. with blood portals. And if she asks you who you really are, say Apple Squatteth. And 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 that's like the password, okay? And then and then tell her about that. And Marley's like, ow, freaking hell. She's like, tell her about the hate it thing, okay? And hate it will vouch for you somehow. He'll send a sign to Priestess Raya. Alright, okay, I think the portal's ready. So it's gonna be really gross and it's a lot of blood. I'm sorry, but it's the fastest way. <laughs> and she just kind this of is, like yeah. Thank you very much. This is disgusting, and he steps through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Marley yeah, Marley, you take seventeen necrotic damage. Uh Drew nice. sees your hurt and heals you for eleven. What does that look like, feel like? What is it? Oh, he just, he's, he sort of says, do you mind? Uh, and he sort of very gently touches the wound. Uh, and you just feel, you feel at one with nature. You you, you sort of, yeah. yeah, you feel very much at peace. And you see sort of little yeah. vines go and sort of knit the wound together. For some reason, I just imagine Drew going everywhere and slapping aloe vera on things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, Pretty much. She's like, it's one of those. She's <laughs> like... Yeah, she's like rubbing it, and she's like, "Wow, almost as good as new." That does not feel like when I like when I do it. That's cool. Thank you. I do a lot of healing. Not a lot of them on, um, you know, piglings, but uh, healing nonetheless. Cool. Yeah. All that's left to do, I suppose, is for Drew to do some kind of teleport through plants business. So oh. you need to do. So I read up on the spell, and you can travel to any plant you've seen yep. or touched Indeed. in the entire world. But you travel through another plant. Yeah. Um, so they're just going to go and they're going to find a plant. And he's going to concentrate. Because he's wandered all over as a spy doing missions. You know, collecting information. And everywhere he's gone. Uh, he has a spell called Speak with Plants. And so he'll often do that uh, to collect information. But as part of that, he gets to know the plants quite well. Uh, and so all over the world, uh, he has plants who are sort of his informants. Um, and so he's just going to think about one of them, and that's where they're going to teleport to. Okay, and do you get Foxworthy or Hodge before you do this? I'm assuming we're getting Hodge. Um, Molly would like to get Hodge if it's possible, because she doesn't really like going places without Hodge. No, and um, yep. Drew has sort of struck up a bit of a friendship with Hodge as well. Hodge, he's a good wolf. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. Good, good boy. Good yep. boy, yes you are, yes you are, good boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so you find, so Stonemore is actually quite a, in terms of plants, quite a barren city. Like, it's very dusty and uh, um, can dirty. They There's go, not a lot of plant life. They, can they go to the agricultural zone of Banfor City? Because there's a whole orchard there. Yeah, I mean, you you get free reign, you're gods, you could just wander right in. No one's going to stop yeah, you. Yeah, it's just like, uh, it's there's plants, Banfor City, God. let's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, we could either do that or just go outside the gates because it's not like Hodge couldn't fly us there in like two seconds. You know, like I'm just saying, you've got lots of options. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. Let's fly to a tree. Yeah. We agree cool. to fly to a tree, Brad. Take us there, Dungeon yes. Master. Yeah. Fly to a tree. And we'll, then... we'll fly to somewhere near where we found Hodge in Hodge's cave. Hmm. You could fly to the forest in the middle of the killing grounds where Hodge first died Ooh. or fly to the trees up on the mountain <laughs> where, where Hodge's family died <laughs> thanks Brad yeah no you fly out just outside the city gates and there's there's a small copse of trees just outside the gate that sort of greets people as they come in and yeah Drew you just I don't know what imagery you want to put on the spell yeah, well, he, he says um, alright you guys we all got to be touching so just hold on really tight and so when we're all joined he uh, embraces the tree as it was and then you see because this happens instantaneously but you just see a flash of green and and brown as leaves and bark and, and everything sort of encompass you and then you you know almost as in the blink of an eye uh you find yourself by this other tree that Drew, you know, gently pats and says, "Good to see you again, old friend." Tim. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Tim. The tree. Yeah. You, you sort of get spat out of this tree, and you know, like cough out a couple of leaves, maybe. And you are now in the um, the town of Caplain in the Kingdom of Pinebridge, and that's the end of the episode. 
And that's the end of the the episode. episode. That actually might have been our best one. Because I I wasn't involved. (laughs) (laughs) The problem's been me the whole time. Yes. (laughs) You're always the problem, Brad. (laughs) Bullying Brad, part. Whatever part this is. (laughs) Infinity and three. We're off to fight a druid, a dragonborn druid of Oz. What kind of plant-based creatures will our heroes face in the town of Kaplane? Will Drew be able to reason with this Mitchell Moore character? And what will come of the dragonborn Dakotar Drajun Skamanch joining with the Resistance in the Lost Library? I guess we're going to have to wait and see how that unfolds. We couldn't make the fate of Ison without the love and support from our awesome donors on Patreon. They are... Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes Podcast, Aaron Kuchilora, Christine Goodman and James Blyser from Wheel of Woe Podcast, Hydra Hoskins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm from Table Tales, Kajan Frost, Lauren Flake, Kai Dealer, Rihanna Kavalsic, Kevin Swift from The Dice Call, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nickers from The Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squished, Alexandra Lickkites, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman from The Grout of a Podcast, Kevin Carver. Ah, almost. Dakota Shemansky, Damien LeBreton, Andrew M, and Alexander Waffles Williams. If anybody else wants to add their name to that list and make my life just so much harder, find out how at patreon.com slash fateofison. There's a bunch of reward tiers for you to check out, so who knows, maybe you can be a part of the show too. Alrighty, thanks for listening everyone, we will see you next time for episode 13. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.